From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And this is the best beer show on the internet. Indeed. All right. I think I can finally hear you, Brian. All right. Yeah, sorry about that. Turning up just a little bit. There we go. I got a lot of, like, things. This whole Zoom thing, for those of you guys uh, who aren't watching live, we are doing this via Zoom because Brian lives far away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, in order to, uh, yeah, before, like, just a little bit uh, before we do the ad read, just in order to get you guys uh, a new episode every week uh, for 2023, which is kind of what we're trying to do here, uh, we're going to do, like... Kind of every other week thing remote or when we can, we'll do remote when we can. We'll do it in the studio because we both prefer the studio, but logistics, you know, but all right. Um, before we get too deep here, the American Homebrewers Association does a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers. And now they support us during the AHA. We'll give you discounts at homebrew shops, select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link above our homepage uh, or use blind-ninja-studios at checkout and join today. Uh, I'll give a big shout to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Hoppenbrail Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, Phil Feldman, and Tyler Romanski. If, you li- if you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. All right. Oh, no sound. Oh, hang on. Talk, Brian. Hello. Another, another perk uh, for being a patron and seeing the stream is you can see that my cat is in... <laughs> Is it on this podcast? It's Moose. Right there. All right. Yep. We just fixed the uh, uh, the audio for uh, the live stream. Sorry about that, guys. And I'll Oh, sure. was that not on? Yep. That was that was off. That is back on now. There's a lot of things. You know, it's just a whole lot of things. Did somebody say something in the chat? Yep. Yep. And I got it. So... <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. We did the patron thing. We did the thing. Brian, what have you been up to beer-related lately? Oh, gosh. Um, nothing much. Just drinking a whole lot of Bell's Too Hearted. We did a, had a, belated, <laughs> <laughs> had a belated Christmas um, party yesterday, and uh, there was a uh, polished off half, half a 12-pack of... Uh, my my, uh, you know, prepare to be whelmed as we told uh, black belt patron Devin Stinson when he came up to visit us from St. Louis. Uh, drink a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, man? Um, yeah, uh, it has been. I mean, just kind of like the holiday stuff. I'm trying to think. It's. I mean, since December. Um, honestly, not a ton. I made it up to the North Shore this past weekend, um, and so I got some Castle Danger. Uh, if you ever make it up to the beautiful, uh, North Shore of Lake Superior, um, Castle Danger Brewing's fantastic. Had some Castle Danger Cream Ale. Um, and then I have been, uh, trying to figure out what recipe I'm going to use to, like, knock the, knock the cobwebs off of my brewing system. Um, Oh, yeah. Maybe you tell me what day that is, because, uh, maybe I should, uh. 
come over there and help. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to figure that out this uh, this week. I'm going to I'm tr- going to try to get at least two brews in uh, or more before I go to New Zealand. That's kind of, I want to go to New Zealand with full fermenters. So, and then come back with some beers to taste. Oh, that is coming up. You're uh Yeah, yeah. Um, I head out in 40 some odd days. Nice. Yeah. Which which one are we doing? Did we say? Yeah, you said the Pauliner. I did say the Pauliner because I'm already drinking it. I'm yeah, sorry. that's Lord. like that was literally what you said. Um, all right, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna let's dive into this. Uh, our man, I feel rusty. This Zoom thing is weird. It is weird. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll get back into it. Uh, yeah. So our commercial calibration uh, today we are doing uh, the Pauliner uh, Salvatar Salvatore. Uh, it's a double Bach. Which I'm not really sure. Like Brian, like double Bach. What what are we talking about there? Double goat. Bach Bach is from Einbeck. But if you know you're savvy, there's different accents in the world, obviously. And so, um, in that in particular German accent, Bach, Bach. Einbach, or Einbeck. And Bach mean just means goat. But uh, your Bach is. Uh, from what I can remember, a like a winter, like a like a solid winter lager. Mm-hmm. Um, we should have the style guidelines up, but well, but like so, I don't know if like double uh, double Bach is it would be in the style guideline. Probably not. Yeah, um, I have the copy here. Our brewing history begins with this beer and the history of strong beer in Bavaria. It was Pauliner uh, monks who invented this bottom fermenting double Bach. Uh, we've been brewing the Salvatore for over 375 years, always according to the original recipe, which has been continuously refined over the years. The head is the color of caramel, and the beer is chestnut brown, combined with the seductive flavors of chocolate to give a pleasing intensity on the palate. Along with this comes the finest Munich malt, rounded off by a light note of hops in the background, often imitated but never duplicated, the father of all double Bach beers, whose names always end in Ator. Interesting. Yeah. So Doppel is just double. Uh, it is as, as with every other style, if you're doing a double, it's a bigger, stronger version of, you know, what you're. Oh, I didn't realize doing. they translated the label. That's why I was very confused. I was like, I've never heard double Bach. It's just Doppel. Oh, I see what you meant by that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But you can see on the bottle if you're on the stream or, you know, you can Google it at home, whatever. Or if you're in your car, you're hosed. But there's a monk on this label presenting, it looks like he's either presenting or being presented this Doppelbach, uh, which this is just a big, strong monk beer. So another yep. another uh, food-friendly, rich in melanoidin, uh, you know, toasted bread. Uh, Going to be looking at this. Anyway, we can move on into that. And Yeah. Um, how's the head on yours? Mine's a little thin, but... Maybe I didn't pour it aggressively enough. It's a little thin, and then the first bottle that I poured of this, uh, I poured pretty aggressively because I poured it in. I like to put it in an in a an oversized glass so I can get um, some nice head. But yeah, this this head is very much lacking. I do feel like it should be a little a little heavier duty. Um, but yeah, we're uh, very copper red, um, patented beer light, crystal clear. Um, and I'm like, I'd say like almost like a caramel color, like, mm-hmm. like a light, like a light caramel. 
Yep. There's a, a German German style. I said something about Bach and Einbeck uh, earlier. So uh, this beer should not be cloying. Um, I really feel like you're doing a disservice to the style. So we can we can hop this one not super aggressively, um, but I think achieving balance. And if we wanted to go a little bit over the top of the hops, would be fine because this is a beer that can sit too. Um, it'd be fun to see what what a little bit of age might do to this type of beer. But yeah, uh, full body alcohol strength is going to be higher. Um, I, I get like almost I like a like a slightly burnt honey toast, like right up front. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, yeah, so if you like take toast, that's definitely slightly honey, slightly yeah, overcooked wow. and like a little honey. I it's very good. I and like a little biscuity on the back end. Yep, and it just Biscuit. and it leaves just like a touch of um, bitterness on the on on the palate. Yep, back back end of the tongue bitterness, and then uh, I was gonna make note of dark fruit. Obviously, mm. we talk about dark fruit all the time. We don't, you know, what do we mean? We mean praisin, praisins. Ah, we mean raisins and prunes. Were you thinking uh, of craisins? Because those suck. <laughs> No, craisins are an abomination. I really do feel like that's something you would go on a tirade. About. <laughs> well, craisins are bullshit. They are. They're not good. Nobody wants cranberries. There's one reason people drink cranberry juice, and only one reason. And the entire industry is based on that. And <laughs> I feel, <laughs> I feel like if you have one of those bars where the bo- the glasses go from the bottom up instead of peanuts on the bar, they got craisins. <laughs> God damn it. Probably. You want to go to the crazy bar with me sometime? No. God, no. Or we in some Door County bullshit. We went and saw the bridges of Madison County and then we had crazies. From our bottom filling glasses. There should only be one hole in my beer glass, damn it. And that's at the top. Anyway, <laughs> uh, did you read some of BJCP? I don't know if I was paying attention, but um, commercial, good commercial styles are, styles are Einbecker, Urbach, Dunkel. So this is interesting that there's a, a Dunkel on here, which is just the German word for dark, basically, mm-hmm. as far as I know. Um, Great Lakes, Rockefeller. Uh, Great Lakes is the only one that I know on here. Well, I know Ein, Einbach. I know Einbecker for sure. Mm-hmm. They... I think they make one of the only ice box that I can think of commercially available. I think so. If you want to talk about a weird niche style. Um, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, in, the, in the chat, uh, what is this doing? Brian, Brian, Center Peru, what is it? Brian's live streamed brew day. I said maybe. And then <laughs> Brian, Brian says unsubscribe yeah i don't think he liked our uh our cranberry uh rant uh, <laughs> oh is that right oh, yeah. okay. the cranberry bog farmers of america will, uh, unsubscribe <laughs> from our podcast as well i'll allow it oh they're big contributors <laughs> um yeah i mean this this is a really good beer uh i this I is love a great it. beer I was at the I was at the liquor store and I was I took a picture of one uh, I don't remember which one and I sent it to you and I was like did we do this one 
And uh, we had, it was uh, the uh, Weinstefaner Hefeweitz beer, which, duh, that we did that. Yep. So. Yeah, we done that one. Um, so then I, like, so you sent this to me. I had to, like, I stopped by the liquor store I usually go to, and I was like, ah, oh, shit. They don't have it. Um, and then, so I called Hudson. And I was like, all right, I'll just drive all the way to Hudson. They have it. And then I was like, on a whim, I stopped at Divine. And they had a massive, a pretty solid selection of German imports. Um, and so I ended up you buying like me, four of them. If you know me, you know German beer is my favorite. Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, so, so I ended up buying like four different ones. And Did you? What else did you buy? Uh, I bought um, I bought three Pilsners. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yep. Uh, Andy, uh, we did not get Brian a Sonic Aerator because I wanted him to continue being a co-host on this podcast. (laughs) You know, man, it might help the head in this beer. I I mean, it might. Um, I'm warming here. I'm getting a very solventy note, which I think is fine. Um in, in a in a small quantity, you don't want to be blown away by it. And then really that prune is is uh popping out of this beer too. And it I really is. The head is gone. It's oh absolutely the gone. The lacing I... is sticking around or not sticking around, but there's lacing clinging and legs and that, but hmm. What a great beer, though. Either oh, it's way. fantastic. All right. Should we get into the meat of the episode today? The reason everybody's yeah. listening. They saw the title. Yeah. Well, I mean, except for those in the chat, they have no idea what we're going to do. Uh, we are starting a series called Roll for Style. That's right. Uh, this was an idea prompted by uh, a Black Belt patron Bjorn Bjornsson. Um, and uh, I think I think it's going to be a lot of fun. He asked us to uh, create style... Uh, or create guidelines or recipes for styles that don't exist. His example was a hazy black uh, IPA. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this and I'm going to run with it. So I cre- <laughs> You know that that idea had been, has been floated. <laughs> I believe it. Absolutely <laughs> believe of, it. Lots of chuckling after that. <laughs> like, okay, let's take something opaque and make it hazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I created uh, two lists. Uh, one is a bunch of adjectives, and one is a bunch of styles. Um, and we're going to uh, like I called it the create uh, create a style orama because that seemed fun to me. Um, and like these can change, but right now the current rules are for the adjectives we will roll a d twenty. So we're combining our love of Dungeons and Dragons there. Uh, if we uh-huh. roll a one or twenty. We have to choose one of the existing, or eight, or one of the eighteen styles on the or adjectives on the list, and then roll again. Um, and then once we have our adjectives, we'll roll for a style. If it's something that if it's a style that already exists, which unfortunately we can stumble across, then we're going to just roll the style again until we get something different. This is a great list. Um, I think it'll be fun. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the honor of rolling first for the adjectives, um, and then I'll roll for the style. All right. <laughs> I rolled a. Of course, I rolled a one. I don't know if you guys can see in the chat, but I've got. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So choose an adjective, and then roll again. 
I'm gonna choose cold because just because that's a newer a newer okay one, right? Yeah, I think that would be interesting. All right, and then I'll roll again. Roll an eighteen. Eighteen. All right, a cold tropical. Cold tropical. And then I'll roll the style. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Because I want to play too. Yep. Seven. Uh, that is a barley wine. A cold tropical barley wine. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Cold, <laughs> cold tropical barley wine. All right. So. Um, when we're talking cold, like that comes from like the cold IPA, which is essentially using a lager fermented or using lager yeast ferment or fermented at lager temperatures, right? Is kind of yeah. what what has been. I don't want to say traditionally uh, meant by cold, but I don't know how you can say traditionally when it appears that I I think maybe twenty seven, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, you know, like, oh, let's put our own spin on IPA and make, you know, um, make, you know, I don't know. It's, what was this called before? An IPL? Uh, well, yeah, except they said it's different than an IPL somehow. So, right. yeah, what, yeah, the idea here is to, at least for a cold IPA, to keep this, this beer drier, more lager-like using lager strain make the hops shine through um and then dry hop the crap out of it dry hop it right so yep i really feel like so we're doing a cold tropical yeah. barley wine so so the first two parts are easy right like it's cold so we it's a lagered barley it, so it's a lagered barley wine yep with, Ye a, with a tropical feel yeah so, so do we want to do tropical yep. feel or do we want to do something like tropical stout which is a stout brewed in the tropics where, like, they use, like, um, I guess some tropical ingredients with mixed with traditional, like, turbinado sugar, brown sugar, that kind of thing to give it more of a rum character. I think we have to because barley wine and it's going to be this bigger. Yeah, and so we're going to want those sugary adjuncts anyway. So adding molasses and turbinado. Well, let's take it a step further then with the hops we're going to use. What do we always say about barley wine? What is it? It's a double IPA that's that has sat right yeah that. it's a, it uh, well that's american barley wine right like what if we're talking we're about barley english barley wine well we didn't get english we got we got cold tropical so this can be american yeah we can we can definitely take american and just All right, so pop the shit out of it we've got to lager this yep we, we have to dry lager it out we have to dry it out. So, or, yeah, so we're going to need some of that simple sugar. Yep. Uh, turbinado. Yep. Invert. Um, I should log into yeah, get your, what, brew, brew father. father. Yeah. Turbinado or invert. Um, geez. So West Coast, this is supposed to be drier and cleaner than a, than a typical IPA. Yep. Uh, cold IPA. Rice and corn. No, I don't know. All right. Well, yeah, I'm. Add recipe. New recipe. Okay. This is the cold 
tropical barley wine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so we need we need we need a lager yeast. We need to add in some of those like traditional like tropical flavors. So like we want to go rummy with it, right? I think that's the easiest way to add tropics into barley wine. It's like a okay. rum character, I mean, yeah, right? If, if that's what makes us sleep at night, yeah, then. I mean, or pineapple, stuff? I guess. Andy in the chat says a crispy yet sweet booze bomb. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Pretty much, Andy. <laughs> I think that's what we're going for. <laughs> Crispy, yet chewy, yet... <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't either, man. But this okay. is this this is what it's all about. This There was the, the fate of the dice. And you choosing cold. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, where do we want to start? Probably grain mill. Yeah, I, th- I think we have to start with the grain. Well, we could start with the yeast. We could start with yeast. So this is going to be a high gravity beer, right? Yep, that's lagered. Gosh, I can't even off the top of my head. I can't think of any high gravity lager yeasts. What if we ice it? Make... What? What if we ice it? Is that cheating? Yeah. <laughs> and I uh, ice isn't an adjective that we can choose. I should have added that in there, but uh um honestly I can only think of high gravity ale yeasts like WLP ninety nine, I what? know for sure. What does uh so uh what's what's the like so we could do an ale yeast at like lower temperatures. Yeah, that's true. Um, um like, I'm trying to think of, like uh how high ca- like a calcommon yeast can go. Like why yeast twenty one twelve or WOP eight ten. What do you what do you think good old thirty four seventy, like what do you think the um alcohol tolerance is on that, I wonder? That is a good Google question. Sure is. Man. Because I think 30, 3470 is so so resilient. But some of these super high gravity ale yeasts can get up to 25% uh, from what I know. Because um, yeah, we only need to get like four barley wine. Like to be in there, we need to just be above 10, right? And that sounds about right, yeah. So we don't need to, I mean, we don't need to go crazy high. Mm. Well, yeah, so California lager only has a 9% tolerance. We could also we could also bring it down and then finish it with champagne yeast. I'm afraid that might be too dry. Mm. Yeah. Cuz the barley one's got to be a little chewy, but if we're lagering, gosh. What if we repitch with an ale yeast? But that's not, yeah, that's not going to work. So cold. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Couldn't we let? Couldn't we do like, like two, like two stages? Like we we could just do like a. Um, so lagering's a process, not necessarily the yeast, right? True. So what if we did a ale yeast? 
at lower temperatures or lower temperatures. I mean, that'll take forever to ferment out. Yeah. Well, it's a barley <laughs> wine. Fine. We're going to age it anyway. <laughs> after. What do I always say? Like, you, uh, after you package it, you're not lagering anymore. The beer is just getting old. Yeah. <clears throat> so if we lager it for 18 months. I mean, yeah. Well, then what's the difference of using the champagne yeast? So if we're impatient, you know, we could we could add. Well, you know, what we could do is the dreaded secondary. You mean the non-existent secondary? Indeed, the non-existent <laughs> secondary. So if you're trying to get above 10 or 12, a good way to do it is to stick it into a, a secondary and then pitch again. Yeah, that's true. So what are we what are we trying to get out of a lager is that lager that lager character character and like the the smooth you know what happens when you you lay the lager down for yep. way longer you know than is manageable for a commercial brewery. Yeah. I want I want a beach friendly barley wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. All right. So Let's see here. I'm going to call it Beach Bod. There is, there is a strain called Mangrove Jack's Craft Series Beer Yeast. That will get us to 9%. And then I say we, we pitch 3470. Wait, and lower uh, what, what Mangrove Jack's, what is it? It's called M10 Workhorse. Strain. Uh, I have never heard work. of this. Uh, this, yeah, workhorse beer yeast. Dang, I don't remember what which article I was reading, and and this and this random homebrew shop came up <clears throat> that was selling this. I was chasing some link, you know, on an article like you do, and where can I even buy this craft series? Oh, and it's dried yeast too. Interesting. Well, this is fascinating. I'm excited yeah, to try some new yeasties. Yeah, welcome to a new rabbit hole. All right, um, yeah, that's that's not for the uh, the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then and then what? What did you say was the secondary? Uh, I I say just just good old thirty four seventy. I really feel like. Well, let's think about it. So, it's gonna eat. It's gonna eat the small chain sugars right away. Uh, it's gonna chew through those. That'll leave us with bigger body chains of yeah. sugar. Which I think, since since whatever yeast we throw in there first, be it M10 or some something else, because we should probably give other options, but. Um. Yeah, and then just throw. Oh, are you seeing doing primary at uh, with Saflog or with the thirty four seventy, and then no, no secondary, because then we're gonna lay it down. Okay, but isn't isn't the high uh, ABV going to kill the yeast? Oh, uh, what the the nine percent? Oh, okay, we're just bringing it to nine. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and Andy. Higginbottom in the chat says he uses Mangrove Jacks all the time in the UK. He's got a brew with their Liberty Bell yeast. 
Oh, nice. <clears throat> That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I have never heard of them. This is, this is exciting. I love finding new yeast. Definitely. Um, Unless I need to get out the cranberry juice, but. Yeah, this is what, like Mangrove Jacks is a, is it a brewing company? Interesting. Well, fun rabbit hole for later, but. Yeah. Cool. All right, cool. All right, so we, we have the two yeasts. We're gonna we're gonna get it up, get it to where we want it with mangrove jacks, and then we're gonna lay it down with thirty four seventy. All right, so let's like let's let's start thinking about our our uh, bill here. I'm thinking just a bunch of two row to start us off, or or we want to go fun with it and do like Maris Otter. I mean, because it's a barley well, wine. Is, remember, we need we need flavors. This is a small batch let's go for broke and go with the marisotter marisotter all right okay so we'll do marisotter um let's just okay. start with like do we do we want to split the base malts do like marisotter and golden promise why not all right we can do whatever we want i mean we can yeah what uh what og do you think we're trying to hit here uh i think we're trying to hit 1109 1105 I don't know. Okay. So, let's see. If we're trying to hit 10%, it's probably like more like 1110, right? Yeah, well, and we're also going to yeah, and we're going to cut the legs out with some uh with some molasses and turbinado. Yep, and then All right. So, I have uh 5050 right now. Um Golden Promise and Maris Otter. Sitting us at 1088. So what is that about? 20 pounds of grain for a five or a six gallon batch. Okay. Of base or just all all in? That that's that's how we're, we're at right now. Just that's well, that's without that's without sugar or whatever. yep 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 yep. I'm just I'm just letting you know where the recipe's at so you can. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. So then we need, we need to develop, I'm thinking like we need some dark cause it's barley wine, right? We want, we want some, some darkness, but also like some ruby hues in it. You know what I'm going to say, right? I don't know, Brad. What are you going to say? D R C D R. I feel like we would be doing ourselves a great, a great disservice if we didn't use DRC in this. Uh, how much DRC you think? I don't know. I mean, because if we weren't using DRC and we were peasants and we were just trying to, like, layer caramel in here, we'd yeah. probably be looking at two. Let's start with two. One and a half or two pounds of everything else mixed in, right? Yeah. You think, like, we yeah. were calling, like, 40, 40 or 60 or 120 and maybe some special B, yeah. maybe, um, maybe Caribbean... Um, so our SRM right now, because we got to keep an eye on that too, is about twenty four. Is what twenty four, with uh, with the two pounds of DRC in, it's about ten percent oh, DRC. I think that's too dark. I think it's too dark. I think we gotta lighten it up. Mm -hmm. All right, I'll back off the DRC by about a half a pound here and see where we're at. Could we do like a? What for like a forty-five crisp? I don't know. That's kind of an old standby, isn't it? Oh yeah. 
<laughs> he says, please tell me you're actually going to brew this. <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to. Like, the more we talk about it, like... You have temp control on fermenters now, right? Yeah. We can brew it. This could be our comeback beer. Because <laughs> we, we need a comeback beer. We do. I mean, like, it'd be a fun one, and it would take a while, so, like, it could lager while I'm in New Zealand. It's true. And then we could keg it when I get back. <laughs> And then we can do a couple of quick turnaround like saisons or something. Yeah, because we got to get into that. You guys yep. stay tuned for the episode after this because we're going to start getting into the. Uh, uh, can't see there's too much glare. The Farmhouse Ale Book Club. We'll be talking about Beer Day Guard and saison. Pretty right. Well, soon. I can't find this uh, this this grain that I'm looking for. So. Crisp forty five. Yep. Uh I mean, anything, anything 40 English would be good, 40, 45 English. I mean, I, I wouldn't have an issue probably putting any. What about just like a Breeze C40? Perfect. All right. Perfect. Bree, breeze makes great malt. Um, All right. Um, I'm going to back the DRC out. Mm-hmm. And we have to layer like peasants. I guess. Mm. I don't know why I said that. I've been drinking Doppelbach a lot. I know. Um, I'm yeah. thinking some English chocolate, though. Okay. Why chocolate? Like, we're not going to get a chocolate flavor out of this. I don't know. No, I like the I, I like the color. Like, it, it adds, like, it layers that color in. Okay. That's, yeah, I'm with you. That gets us a ruby hue, for sure, yeah. depending on what else is going on in the beer, but, or the malt milk. Yeah, so let me get, like, I don't want much. I want very little. Just enough to darken it, basically. Let me do, like, 0.5. There we go. Nope, that, nope, 0.25 is right. Just, like, four ounces. Oh, no, what? Oh, okay. It did not like my math. Okay, perfect. All right, we're at 17 SRM right now. Um, you want the recipe so far? Yes. Uh, we have 47% Golden Promise, 47% Maris Otter, uh, about 5% um, C40, and about 1% chocolate. Where, uh, sorry, where does that put us at SRM-wise? Uh, we are at 17 that's more like it. That might be a titch dark. I don't know. I think I think it'll be fine. What thirteen to fifteen? I don't know. I closed the BJCP window on this. Yeah. Oh, that's... I was looking at Doppelbach anyway. Yeah, you're looking at Doppelbach. Barley wine can be darker. Um, oh, and then we need what? Um, I'm thinking molasses. Okay. Blackstrap or just regular molasses? Blackstrap, and then we're doing that as per at what about uh, ten minutes in the boil, fifteen. Yeah, minutes. yeah, just to sanitize it and get it in there. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then do you think we need other sugar in there? I, th- I think the molasses should add enough. What is? What are you doing about a pound? Yeah. 
which is 5%. Well, <laughs> that puts us at uh, 10... I'm sorry, 11.30. Or no, I'm sorry, not, not 11.30. Uh, 10.97. 10.97. 10.87? 97. 97. That probably... So this is going to finish dry. If this were finishing not dry, we'd probably be talking about 10.30, which would... Ah... I don't know if that would even get us to 10. The, I, I don't know. I don't, the the don't estimation know. right now um, is to finish out at 10.15 um, at 10.8%. Oh, that's low. Yep, for a barley wine. But it's a, it's a cold, tropical barley wine. <laughs> so it's supposed okay. to be low because, remember, it's a beach drinker. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So then that's fine. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we, we want it to be low. All right. Hops. If it's a touch under ten, I won't be upset. Uh, okay. So, uh, here's what I'm thinking. So, when I think about tropical hops, and and maybe there are some even better ones uh, these days, but you know, you've got Citra Mosaic, Amarillo, Simcoe, which will kind of get you there. But Matuika, Matuka, Matuka, whatever. Yeah. Pacific J Galaxy or Nelson Sabins, stuff like that. Um, God, what's the other one that starts with a V? Um, drawing a blank. Uh, those are great tropical hops. You've also got Astra is a good one, Azaka, some newer, some newer ones. Um, like as we lay this down, we're gonna lose a lot of that hop character. I feel like. Can't we, after we lay it down, can't we, like... Re, uh, like, keg keg dry hop it? Yeah, and then do an episode about keg dry hopping? Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> give me some hops, Brian. I'm going to put you in charge of the hops here so I can just type. I always like Matuika. Matuka. Uh, I think it... I always think it went well with Pacific Jade. How do you spell that again? M O T U E K A. Ah, Matuka. Yep, New Zealand. All right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Uh, anything else? Um. Tropical. Does adding Strata or Sultana? I mean, are we cool tropical like coconut? Like, is that? Yeah, no, that works for me. Let's go with that. I don't know if I've ever thought too much about that combination, but couldn't we do some strata? Oh, wow. Hang on. How did our SRM get so high? Oh, is this, I'm going to get rid of the chocolate malt. Oh, was that molasses that... Yeah, molasses. Molasses uh, upped it. Now, now it's closer to style. We were up to like 27. Now we're back down to like 22. Holy crap. All right. Uh, all right. You were saying Strata? Yeah, Strata. All right. Did we have a, a bittering? I No, I didn't do it. I didn't think about a bittering. You know what I think would be? I mean, again, we can kind of do whatever we want. So couldn't we? I don't know. We could use whatever we have on hand for clean bittering. Just like, like some warrior or something. 
Sure. I mean, even, I don't know, Cascades or... Right. I just need to put something in so we have IBUs. Do Warrior. Okay. Two ounces or something, or three ounces. Yep. Um, and then we're doing uh, how much? How much? How much of the Mateca and when? Like at flame out, right? We just kind of want to put this, or do we yeah, want some isomerization? Let's push everything else out to flame out. Um, how many IBU are we trying to get to? By the way, like um, between fifty really, and a hundred. Really we really got. What's that? Between fifty and a hundred. Yeah, I was going to say, we really got to crank this. So I'm thinking like, yeah, like 90 seems like a good number. Just out of nowhere. With three ounces of Warrior, we're at 101. (laughs) All right. Can we pull that? Well, I mean. I mean, I'll pull it back. None of the rest of these are going to be calculated. But yeah, pull that back. Maybe two and a half or something. Yeah, two and a half. I Uh, think we'll put us in a good spot. What do you think for? And we know how we know how good these calculators are, so. Right. Um, and I was gonna do an ounce. No. Of, I would probably we should probably do two ounces of each at flame out. That works. Really hop this up. Yep. And then, um, then keg hop with another ounce of each. That works. This is an insane beer that just doesn't really make any sense, and I kind of love it. All right. I think, I mean, and oh, uh, mash profile. We want fermentability, or we, we, wanna, we want some flavor, right? Or some mouthfeel? Oh, we're talking about mash temp. Um, since we're going to dry this out with a, did we say yay or nay on secondary? Yeah, we're doing the secondary. Yeah, we want to okay. go high, oh. like 158. So then we want... Um, not really trying to push the alcohol, but we do need a little more alcohol, but we are adding sugar. Yep. So by my more alcohol, less temp, M-A-L-T. Uh, 55? Somewhere in, somewhere in the middle then, don't you think? Not yeah. towards the end, towards the middle. All right, let's do 54. 54 will okay. make me happy. And that will bring us down to... 1096 on our OG, which I think is more manageable, and okay. a finishing gravity of 1016 instead of 1015. All right, I like this. I'm going to save it. It's saved. That's a cold tropical barley wine. Just to recap for everybody, we have 45% Simpson uh, Golden Promise, 45% Maris Otter, 5% Blackstrap Molasses, 5%. Uh, C40. Then we are going to bitter with 84 IBUs of Warrior. Then we're going at flame out, we're going to toss in two ounces of Moteca and two ounces of Strata. Then we're going to uh, keg hop with Moteca and Strata. Uh, fermentation wise, uh, we're going to mash at 154. Fermentation, we're going to do a primary ferment with Mangrove Jacks M10 Workhorse Beer Yeast. Um, and then when that's done its thing, we are going to lager with a nice, healthy pitch 
of ferment of W thirty four seventy. Sound good? Works for me. That, my friends, is a cold tropical barley wine. Let's get the hell out of here because we got another episode to do. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindindustudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindindustudios. You can follow us on Instagram at blindindustudios. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.